Dear me, gracious God, as we come before your holy presence, we ask your forgiveness for each and every known sin in our lives, words, thoughts, or deeds. We thank you for what Jesus Christ did at the cross of Calvary for me. As we enter the message, we ask you to allow your Holy Spirit to take it and make it real. Make it real unto each one of us as listeners. May we simply grow and obey. May we understand the message today if it applies to us like it did to Jonah. Welcome back to Challenges of Faith. I'm Gary McCann. So we're in Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 through 17. Open and read for you. But the question is, are you Jonah? Part 1 of three parts. When you read Jonah chapter 1, the total book, the total chapter, I know you read it. You're going to see that Jonah's instructions were clear from God. A better household of faith, those of you who have been on your knees, you've gotten up, you're right with God, you've returned to God, and you're desiring his will for your life, and he's now made it clear to you through his word, confirmation, many different ways but only in accordance with his word. Instructions are clear. What are you going to do? You're going to obey or you're not going to obey? Well, in Jonah's case, there were no excuses that he didn't get the message or that he didn't understand what was meant by the instructions or that he was confused by what he was being told to do. From God. Those of you who are loving parents, you know when your child or children act like they're confused about what you've told them not to do or told them to do. But God told Jonah to arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it for their wickedness, their evil has come up before me. Nineteen simple words. You know it's clear. Have you read the chapter yet? The verses inside the chapter? You see that the revival, the whole book of Jonah, that came to Nineveh was as a result of the message that God gave Jonah to preach. Those of you who know what God has called you to do, and those of you who understand the Great Commission, you do know what it is, do you not? Are you carrying it out? Jonah eventually did, but do you know his story? We're talking about a revival. We're talking about the greatest revival that's recorded in the word of God. Even our Savior used the example. If you turn over to Luke chapter 11, verse 29 through 30, if you don't turn, write it down because you see that Jesus used the example of the prophet when he said, this is an evil generation. They seek a sign and there shall no sign be given but the sign of Jonas the prophet. 
For as Jonas was a son unto the Nevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. And then when you look at two of the Gnostic gospel writers, and you see why our Savior used the example of Jonah again over in Matthew chapter 12, verse 39 through 41. I know you're going to read it. Matthew chapter 16, verse 4, and Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 32. When you read about Jonah, the prophet, the man that God called to preach a revival, the man that our Savior is talking about. We're talking about Jonah who prophesied during the reign of that wicked king, Jeroboam. You can see that over in Second Kings chapter 14, verse 25. King Jeroboam number two, a wicked king. And if you go to Second Kings chapter 14, verse 24, you see that scripture says that that particular king, he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Those of you who don't know him who died for you, does that fit you? And those of you who do know him, are you doing evil in the sight of God? Are you? So we're talking about Nineveh. You know, a city that's in ruins today. If you look at the map, but you got to be careful what type of map you're talking about, you know, because you got to remember a lot of times when there's conflicts, global conflicts, a lot of times they'll change the geography of them. You know, it's true. Well, we're talking about Nineveh that's located directly across the Tigris River from the modern-day city of Mosul in northern Iraq. Do you have an idea now? God said to Jonah, go down to Nineveh and preach the word to them because they are a wicked city. Here you see the loving God, the graceful God, the merciful God, the God who created every human being and animal, heavens and the earth. Gave Jonah some instruction. We know what Jonah did. Maybe that's you. Jonah did exactly the opposite of what God had told him to do. Now, before you start throwing those darts, oh, some of you have already thrown them. We need to look at the total picture. But you don't want to be too hard on Jonah. You know, maybe like people have been too hard on you or maybe yourself. God was telling Jonah to go to a place where the people were hated enemies of the Israelites. They hated Jonah's people. Remember now, Assyria was the enemy of Israel. A cruel people who had often abused Israel. And Jonah knew that God sending him there was an expression of God's love and that God would save them if they turned around. Those of you who don't know him, you haven't gone too far. Wherever you happen to be, you can still turn around. 
But Jonah didn't want that. And maybe there's somebody around you who don't want you to turn around. They want you to stay exactly where you are, knowing that you're headed down the wrong path. Jonah didn't want that. Jonah knew that if they repented, if they turned around, that God's grace, his merciful, his anger, which would be slow, would save them. You can see that in Jonah chapter 4, verse 2. That's why you heard me say, read the whole book of Jonah. So instead of booking passage to Nineveh, Oh, Jonah, maybe that's you. You see him running in the opposite direction for a place called Tarshish. We don't know where it is, but we do know. Somewhere maybe over there in southern Spain or in North Africa, the scripture says that Jonah ran to flee from the presence of the Lord. How many of you Believers of the household of faith, when God has told you to do something, you're running. I can tell you how many times I've ran. Most of us are asking ourselves, does Jonah really think that he can run from the presence of the Lord? Think about it. This man, he's a prophet of God. Doesn't he know that God sees and knows all things? You know he knows. The question is, do you know, do you realize that God is an omniscient God, an omnipotent God, an omnipresent God? Do you know? Have you forgotten? Do you remember now? Do you remember? Are you sure? What are you thinking? Remember, today's topic is, are you Jonah? Have you been Jonah? Why? Where are you now? Are you still running? Why or why not? Have you been disobedient to God? Do you think that maybe God doesn't see when you've passed on that opportunity to maybe witness to your neighbor or that person that he allowed you to come in contact with? today with when you know not them when you know there are no accidents did you fail to love that person like you do yourself the person that God would have you to love for him and when you hear me talk about witness do you tell them about Christ or you just tell them about your place of worship or you tell them about this and that thing got nothing to do with the Lord and their salvation and where they're headed. That really is what Jonah is doing here, if you want to be honest. Jonah is acting in direct disobedience to what he knows God's will is for his life. A better household of faith, do you and I always act like that in a way that we know is God's will for our lives? And the question you got to ask and answer, are you actively seeking God's will for your life? And if you're not, then you can say that you're acting just like Jonah. And so don't be surprised when you find yourselves in the belly of some type of fish. Now, I know there are those of you that have read the book of Jonah, and you recognize that you can't find anything about a whale because the word of God doesn't say anything about a whale. 
But the question is, don't get so caught up in that. Are you in some type of fish today because you've been running from God? But you notice how over in Jonah chapter 1, how in verse 3, it makes it sound like Jonah had, you know, kind of a little trouble finding that ship going to Tarsus. Remember that place that you and I didn't know exactly where it was? Verse 3 also makes it sound like Jonah had little trouble paying the fare to this place that far away. And from the language that you are seeing and reading about, I know y'all, some people have concluded that Jonah would have hired the whole ship for his use. He's trying to run. Trying to run. The brother's running. But the question is, are you? And irrespective of how much he would have paid, probably was a lot. He was running. And if you remember what Solomon said over in Second Chronicles chapter nine, verse twenty-one, wow, everybody involved. Solomon made it clear it was a great journey. In Solomon's day, a round trip to Tarsus took three years. Wow. You know what's interesting? When God reveals his will for our life, it's really understood that we should get in line as soon as possible. Don't you agree? But Jonah, like you and I, let's be honest now, he went down into the ship and he went to sleep. How many of you, my brethren of the household of faith, that God has instructed you very clearly to do something? You turn your ear, you turn your eye, you turn your head, and the Holy Spirit of God has continuously convicted you. And you're comfortable now that you can go in wherever you go and go to sleep. But you notice what happened. God then sent out a mighty tempest. And the question is, when he sent it out, how bad was the storm? The benefit of the household of faith is there a storm occurring in your life. Have you gone before the throne of grace and mercy and asked God about it? Do you have somebody around you in a right relationship with God who's a genuine friend who can tell you about that storm and you recognize that God sent that genuine friend who's in a right relationship with you, similar to a prophet, to tell you? without wavering, without being afraid of losing your friendship and so forth. But do you notice that the sailors on the ship had already resorted to throwing their cargo over the side? Do you notice that they recognized while doing that that the ship is going to probably float higher and up in the air and the waves are going to be less likely to fill the boat with water? But you know, It didn't satisfy much. How bad was the storm? It got so bad, it says that the sailors was crying out to their God. But in the household of faith, you're going through the challenges of your faith. You're in a trouble spot. You're in a rough spot. How bad is your storm? Is it bad enough for you to call out to God? 
But we're talking about the sailors, are we talking about you? Because the question is, which guys were they crying out to? You see, the sailors was probably calling out to their gods in the hope that one of their deities might be able to have some type of influence on whichever god has become disturbed enough to send the storm. So you can imagine these sailors was calling out all type of assistance, but you notice it wasn't doing it in repentance. And the more the better, so the captain goes and he awakens Jonah so that he too can cry out to his God. But do you notice that the captain didn't have any idea that John, that Jonah, Jonah, Jonah knew the real God? We're talking about the one that had created the ocean and the tempest as well. Do you remember when our Savior and Peter was on the boat along with the disciples? And how bad the wind and the storm was. And you notice how they ran and woke up the Savior and notice how he quieted it all. The captain had no idea that Jonah knew the real God. A better of household of faith and those of you who don't know him who died for you. Do you know the real God? So you got Jonah sound asleep, oblivious to the storm. He's now shaken awake. You know the captain was angry. Think about it. I know you read the chapter. I know you read the book of Jonah. Here you got this captain now demanding Jonah get up and cry out to his God. Who knows, the captain says. Your God may take notice of us so that we won't be killed. But you notice that Jonah doesn't seem to be the least afraid. Did you notice that? You sure? They're about to throw him into the deep sea. Here you got, even in disobedience, Jonah knows the security of his eternal salvation. I bet them how sort of faith do you? Have you read the word? Have you gone over to the book of St. John, chapter 10? I'll let you find the verse where it talks about your salvation not being temporary, meaning this moment you've done something, the next moment you're now unsaved. If that's the case, then it's not eternal, everlasting. But Jonah knew all about that, didn't he? He wasn't concerned. The only persons that was concerned were the sailors. Now, the sailors, you can imagine that they're confused about what to do next with Jonah. But Jonah knows the answer. Isn't that interesting? Jonah knows the answer. And, you know, in a believer's life, we know the answer as well when we're out of fellowship with God. Because we know that accountability is coming, judgment. When the sailors find out that they have a Hebrew on board, do you notice that the situation changes? The brother of the household of faith, irrespective of where you are, does those individuals around you or society recognize you by the name of them? Do they? 
Are you showing society who you belong to? And the question is, who do you belong to? Do you belong to the love of money? Do you belong to the love of materialism, of cars, places, your looks, titles, positions? Do you? Do you notice as as soon as these sailors knew that Jonah was a Hebrew, that he fled from the presence of God, that they really became afraid? Do you notice they asked the question, what should we do to you, they said, so that the sea will be calm for us? In essence, if they hadn't seen Jonah's colors before, but now he's on full display. They know who he is. And, you know, I always share with people, believers of the household faith, have you noticed no matter what room you go in, that those individuals who don't know the God you serve, they know who you are? You can't hide it. There's something different about you unless you're trying to blend in and act like society. But Jonah tells them to throw me overboard. You notice he's letting them know without reservation that this storm is upon you because I've been disobedient to the will of God for my life. And then also the faith, have you read the one where it's making it clear that our disobedience have an effect upon those that surround us, our loved ones, our family, our friends? And you can see that over in Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, Exodus chapter 34, verse 7, Numbers chapter 14, verse 18, and Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9. Do you notice that? The gentleman might have jumped overboard, but if you notice, he didn't. So the sailors rowed as hard as they could. You know, they really didn't want to throw gentleman over into the sea. Because in reality, as they thought about it, probably, like you and I, they probably thought there was no value in working against God. None. Do you see their cry to God in verse 14 in chapter 1? We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life. And lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, has done as it pleased thee. Do you notice that the sailors became more afraid, more afraid, so afraid that they offered up sacrifices to God and made vows? But do you also notice no matter how many vows they made, you didn't hear anything about repentance, turn around? Do you notice that they just acknowledged God as deity and then set him on their God shelf and went on about their life? Is that true? And maybe these men were making an attempt to appease God, but I don't see any repentance here. You notice what they did? They threw themselves upon God's mercy, and then they threw God's man into the deep seas of bad deep sea. You know, it's a good thing that Jonah was not dependent upon them. And then the household will say, what man, what woman, what woman, what man are you depending upon today? God had a plan. 
Just like he has a plan for every life, he had a plan for Jonah's life. In Jonah's case, God had prepared a great fish to swallow him up. Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then the household said, well, in a trial coming out of one or waiting for him, how long have you been in your trial? Why are you in your trial? And maybe you're listening today and you're like the sailors in the scripture. Maybe you know all there is to know about God. Maybe you go to your place of worship every time the doors are open. Maybe you've walked down the aisle and you've prayed a prayer. You've even been baptized, but you've never really believed in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that's the gospel. And if it's true, my brother in the household of faith, and those of you who don't know him who died for you, I encourage you today to turn around. You know, repent of your sins, which are evil thoughts, words, and deeds, and know Christ as your Savior. And if you're a child of God and living in a place of disobedience, you are encouraged to turn around, you know, repent. And get in line with God's plan for your life. I had to. So where are you at? Has God sent a genuine brother of the household of faith, a genuine friend that he sent him to you to turn around? My brother in the household of faith. Or that individual who don't know him, who died for you. Hey, what's happening, man? Hey, hey, oh, what's doing? up, man? I'm so glad to be back. It's yeah. good to have you back. I can't believe I'm with the wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Somebody that's with all of us. You yeah. know, he that hath friends must first show himself friendly. Right. Well, I I know by being in this place that yeah. there's a whole lot of people that want to know who this friend is. Why don't you tell them about it? Well, there is a friend. That sticks closer than any brother. I got, I got a lot of brothers, right? Yeah. You know who that friend is. Why don't you come about it? I'm going to tell you.
Yes, I'm all. 